A Divine Comedy, The Good Omens Multivoice Portfic, written by Waywater and read by Sky Asimaru and Chap. Chapter 6 Present Mirth Hath Present Laughter. Summary Aziraphale has some big news for Crowley and the rest of their little comedy gang. Aziraphale could hardly believe his ears. I'm Michael Archer, and I represent the End of the World Comedy Festival coming up in Edinburgh next month. Do you have a moment to talk? Aziraphale wished Crowley was still sitting beside him at the bar. It felt strange to be discussing anything comedy-related without Crowley. Aziraphale had begun to regard them as though they were a sort of team, after all. He blushed at the silliness of the thought. Crowley was his teacher, and their class was over, and Aziraphale felt sadder than he had at the end of any school year over the course of his career. But you can keep going, if you like. You can go somewhere, Aziraphale. Aziraphale? Michael was waiting for an answer. Breathe, Aziraphale. Yes. Aziraphale finally responded to her with a shaky smile. I do have a moment to talk. Aziraphale walked out of the club in a bit of a daze. He was almost surprised to find Crowley leaning up against the brick wall of the club, arms folded across his chest, one foot propped up on the wall behind him. Uh, Crowley? What are you still doing here? Mm, told you I'd wait for you, Angel. But why? Aziraphale just nodded. Had he really just been up on stage telling jokes less than an hour ago? It felt like lifetimes ago. Lifetimes ago, when all he wanted to do was to make Anthony J. Crowley laugh and feel proud of him. So? Crowley's voice was quieter than Aziraphale was used to. He didn't like it. What did comedy festival representative Michael Archer want to talk to you about? And Aziraphale knew Crowley already knew the answer, but he told him anyway. Well, uh... Aziraphale didn't understand why he hadn't skipped out of the club with this news. Why he hadn't flung his arms around Crowley's neck and shouted his happiness at him. Because he was happy, wasn't he? This was good, wasn't it? Well? I've been offered the opportunity to perform at the End of the World Comedy Festival next month. There. There it was. And it was wonderful, wasn't it? So why did it feel so stale in his mouth? Why did it feel like an ocean between them? Crowley's grin at the news was enormous, but oh, 
how Aziraphi longed to see his eyes, to see the truth of his reaction to this news. <laughs> well done, Angel. He clapped a hand to Aziraphi's shoulder. It's about time the rest of the world sees how excellent you are. Come with me. Aziraphir blurted out. Even through his glasses, it felt like Crowley's eyes could see down to the very core of him. You what? Come with me to the festival. Aziraphir continued, fighting to maintain her snarf. Breathe, Aziraphir. Why? Crowley asked, softer now. Aziraphale bit his bottom lip, but told the truth all the same. Because I need you. Crowley laughed at that, but it was a low and gentle thing. <laughs> you don't need me, Angel. Never did, I expect. But before Aziraphale could protest... But I'll be there. Of course I'll be there. Oh, well, good. Come on, the others are waiting for us. Let's go to the bar and celebrate your glorious triumph, yeah? Something had changed, and Crowley was still with them. The joy that Aziraphale had felt so cautious to allow suddenly bubbled up in him with an intense force. And so he did suddenly leap and fling his arms around Crowley's neck. Crowley stepped backwards in surprise, colliding with the wall, but caught him all the same. Thank you, Aziraphale whispered into Crowley's ear, hugging him tightly. Proud of you, Crowley growled in response, and again, Of course I'll be there. Of course. Aziraphale's classmates were thrilled at the news of the festival. But, uh... What exactly does it all mean? It means... Anathema was glowing, one arm slung happily around Newt's shoulders. That Aziraphale is going to be famous. The rowdy little crew cheered and clinked glasses again. Aziraphale winced as some of Ligger's ale spilled on him, but he couldn't pretend to be truly bothered. He would never have guessed that a little stand-up comedy class would have done it for him, but he suspected that he was perhaps where he always wanted to be. Seen, appreciated, admired. Among friends. As I understand it, there's to be a stage purely set aside for, well, newer comics. Aziraphale explained, dipping his head nervously. He didn't want to appear boastful, though his friend's enthusiasm, along with the alcohol, was certainly going a little to his head. 
and they asked you to perform! Z, that's so exciting! Tony, isn't that exciting? Of course it is! When did you hear me saying anything to the contrary? I didn't hear you saying much of anything at all. Anathema shot right back. Crowley glowered at her and returned his attention to his whiskey. Aziophiet's heart sagged just a little at his reaction. He'd spent the last six weeks picturing this particular night with increasing vividness. Now that he was no longer Crowley's pupil... Well, he had been certain that something was going to happen between them, as it were. And he was going to perform at a comedy festival. And he'd done quite well in the graduation showcase. And Crowley was proud of him. He'd said so. Why wasn't Crowley's arm slung happily over his shoulders? Is that what you want, Aziraphale? For Crowley to touch me? Yes, very much so. What's that, Newt? Do you want to be famous? Aziraphale didn't know what to say to that. He suddenly felt rather hypocritical, tempted back to a life on the stage by the merest promise of something like fame. He shook his head. He was being ridiculous. <laughs> I hardly think that one festival will make much of a difference. <laughs> Aziraphale forced a laugh out of his throat. I don't know, Z. Anathema tapped her glass against his. You were something pretty special tonight. And for once, Aziraphale felt like something pretty special. He just wished Crowley didn't seem so miserable. Crowley walked to Zirafield home. Aziraphale's heart pounded with every step. Say it, Aziraphale. What will you do now that class is over? Aziraphale asked, hating how awkward he felt. It was as though the past six weeks had never passed between them. Hmm, dunno, Crowley said, looking straight ahead. Liked it more than I expected. Might ask Beers if I can take the next class off their hands. <gasps> Crowley, that's wonderful. And it was. It really was. <laughs> and I guess you haven't seen the last of me. Not if I'm really coming to the festival with you. <laughs> of course you're coming with me, Crowley. Without warning, Crowley stopped in his tracks and drew in a harsh breath. Aziraphale turned to him with wide, concerned eyes. My dear, whatever is the matter? Don't... <sighs> what is it, Crowley? Don't ask me to go because you feel sorry for me, Angel. Aziraphale knew how unattractive he probably looked, 
suddenly gaping like a furious fish out of water, but he found he hardly cared. Uh, I'm not asking you to go because I feel sorry for you, Crowley. I'm a little hurt that you'd even think it of me. It's just... Uh, you don't owe me anything. You get that, right? Oh, you? I'm terribly sorry, but I, for one, never thought of our relationship as something transactional. That isn't what I meant. You're just so good all the time, and I don't want you to invite me for the wrong reasons. Aziraphir felt his face flush hotter than anything. What are the wrong reasons? Because suddenly every reason felt wrong. Suddenly Aziraphir felt manipulative, deceitful like he was luring Crowley into some hideous trap to convince him... to convince him... Oh dear. Crowley's gaze was fixed on the ground. I don't want to get in your way, Angel, okay? You couldn't. Don't you see? I didn't even have a way before you, Crowley. Crowley sucked in another breath, still looking anywhere but at Aziraphale's face. Anthony J. Crowley's eyes always made Aziraphale want to be brave. And Aziraphale needed to be brave. My dear. Aziraphale credited his classical training for keeping the wobble out of his voice. Would you kindly remove your glasses? Crowley's head jerked up so hard that Aziraphale briefly worried it would snap free from his shoulders. What? Please, Crowley. A moment that might have been an eternity stretched between them before Crowley lifted a hand to his face. He seemed to freeze there. What is it, dear? I haven't... Uh, not with anyone else. Aziraphi lifted his own hand to cover Crowley's. Please, Crowley, I need you to see me when I tell you. Together they removed the glasses from Crowley's face. Crowley's eyes stayed tightly shut as he transferred the glasses to his jacket pocket. Aziraphale dared to bring both hands now to the sides of Crowley's face. The strange, beautiful man before him shuddered at the touch. Aziraphale, what is it, Crowley? I don't deserve it. Don't deserve what, dear heart? Crowley's eyes opened in a brilliant flash of gold. You, Crowley said, his voice nearly nothing. Aziraphale didn't kiss him then. Not yet. He was determined to share his first kiss with Anthony J. Crowley when they could both see that they were worthy of it. 
I was going in circles, Crowley. Aziophil said into Crowley's magnificent eyes. I was convinced I already knew everything I was ever going to know about myself. And then you sauntered along, and you made me brave enough to ask questions about everything, but especially about myself. I wouldn't be performing on stage at any sort of comedy festival if it hadn't been for you. And so, I refused to do so without you there. Is that clear? Crowley nodded. Aziophis let his hands down over Crowley's neck, his shoulders, his chest, until he was grasping his long, lovely hands. Aziraphale brought first one hand and then the other up to his lips. Okay, so Aziraphale didn't kiss him on the mouth yet. I was stuck too, you know. I was just picking fights with strangers on the internet and in person. Yeah, shut up while I'm telling you how you changed my life. I didn't care anymore, Angel. I didn't care about anything. And now I care about so many things. I care about you and Anathema and all of them. It's a little terrifying. What's terrifying about it? Crowley laced his fingers through Aziraphale's. If you care. Crowley squeezed Aziraphale's hands gently. You just get hurt, don't you? You don't have to be. Crowley looked for a long time into Aziraphale's eyes. I trust you, Aziraphale. Thank you, Crowley. Crowley's face finally broke into the grin that Xerophil had been longing to see all night long. He took a step forward and wrapped his arms around Xerophil's waist, crushing him in a hug. We're going to the end of the world, Angel! The last month of the school year was a blur. Aziraphale fought harder than he ever had before to be the master of his own concentration. In the middle of grammar lessons, he found himself nearly whisked away by visions of the festival. Of getting up on stage and making Crowley so impossibly proud. Of proving to Crowley that he wasn't going anywhere of spending a weekend away in Crowley's company. As Eurofield hoped fervently that he wasn't ruining his students' chances at passing their exams. On the last day of school, Eurofield stayed behind to tidy his classroom. He and Crowley were set to leave the following weekend. They would spend the next week going over Eurofield's material. They had plans nearly every night of the week, in fact. Aziraphale was buzzing. He almost didn't hear the knock at the door. 
Come in. The school secretary, bless them, poked their head in through the door. Visitors for you, Mr. Fell. And they opened the door wide to admit Hester and Ligger. They looked hysterically out of place in the classroom, surrounded by posters about good grammar and whiteboards covered in encouraging sentiments. Uh, to what do I owe the pleasure? Ziverfield was close to positive that he'd never been so surprised to see anyone in his entire life. They looked to one another before turning back to Ziverfield. You like Crowley, Hester said plainly. Aziraphale choked a little. This was certainly turning into one of the stranger interactions of his life. And what if I do? Hester and Ligger exchanged another set of solemn glances. Ligger reached out to place a hand lightly on Aziraphale's shoulder. Aziraphale nearly jumped at the surprise of the contact. What was happening? Uh, my dear fellows, Crowley and I are each fully grown adults. Moreover, this is absolutely none of your business and... Aziraphale. It chilled Aziraphale's blood to hear his name coming out of that mouth with such sympathy. Aziraphale felt his pulse quicken. He had nothing to worry about. Yes, he... All right, of course he liked Crowley, and he was certain that Crowley liked him in return. And they were about to go to the festival together, and everything was going to be splendid. Why ever would that be a cause of worry? Careful of what? Aziraphale finally asked, the question alone feeling like a betrayal of the man he... liked. It might be nothing. He's changed a lot since meeting you. But he's got demons, Crowley does. It's like we told you at the bar that night. He didn't come back from Hollywood the same. Didn't even leave for Hollywood the same. What are you talking about? You need to ask Crowley. About Fred. Fred? The name plummeted like a stone into the lake of Aziraphale's heart. Be careful, Aziraphale, Hester said again, before he and Lego turned to go. As the door closed shut behind them, Aziraphale sank down into his desk chair and closed his eyes. A thousand possible horrors danced before his shut eyes. A thousand awful truths about the identity of this mysterious threat and whatever role he'd played in Crowley's life. A thousand realizations that Aziraphale had only actually known Crowley for a few months and maybe he'd been a fool about everything. Always the fool. But I know him, Aziraphale whispered fiercely to himself. 
Aziraphale thought of a tall, skinny man with brilliant golden eyes and a quick wit. He thought of a marvellous but guarded heart that leaked at its seams, leaving apricot scones and apple tarts in its wake. He thought of trust and laughter and of long arms wrapped around his waist to keep him from falling. Aziraphale thought of faith. He decided that it didn't matter who Fred was. Crowley would tell him in his own time. Aziraphale collected his things and took what might have been a last look around his old classroom. Because Aziraphale didn't know what would happen at the end of the World Comedy Festival. He didn't know where his story went next, and he was truly terrified. All he knew for sure was that he was in love. Aziraphale took hold of Harry the rabbit's carrier and walked out of the doors of Tedfield Middle and into his future. To be continued in Chapter 7